Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is an actress that's based in the oh-so-magical New York City. My guest today is Madison Claire Parks. Was playing a role like Cosette in the regional production of Les Mis something you've always wanted to do? Yes, um, I was so excited about that, um, especially because I just didn't, I didn't know that it was done regionally that much at that point. I think this was right around the same time as the revival came to Broadway. Um, and, you know, it was a, it was an easy princess track. She is, she gets to play, um, uh, you know, some of the ensemble stuff in the beginning, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. Then I get to chill out for a little bit, fall in love, hang out while they're on the barricade. And then, um, you know, come in in a beautiful wedding dress and call it a show. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was really, really fun. Um, and I love that show a lot. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Do you like the movie? I did see the movie. Didn't love it. Loved moments of it. Um, and I loved that they incorporated, you know, we're so, we got so in the habit of, you know, singing to pre-recorded tracks. So I love that they incorporated that. I think that was a really cool element of it to mm-hmm. sing live. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there was aspects of it, but it's been years since I've seen it at this point too. Yeah. Who was but Cosette in the movie? I don't remember. Amanda Seyfried. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, like I said, I enjoyed parts of it. It's yeah. been so many years. Right. Um, but, you know, there was elements that I thought were really cool and others I was like yeah yeah I think it's also um a more fun show to do than watch yeah like cats (laughs) yeah (sighs) cats I saw cats for the first time and that's what I hear about it too like on the most recent revival um and I had no concept of it at all other than everyone hating on it or loving it and I was like I have no opinion I've never seen it (laughs) but they I sat, I like bought myself a ticket. I took myself on a theater date and I was sitting right on the aisle and the lights go down and I always get like emotional when the overture starts. I'm like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And a cat came right next up to me and I went, no. And I yelled (laughs) no at this poor person. And that was my first experience with cats. And I felt horrible about it. It just shocked me. And I yelled no at this poor actor coming down the aisle. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. The cats movie is... I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh. I, I watched the first 15 minutes and I was out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't either. Um, it was Mm-mm. awful, to say the least. Um, yeah. It had dialogue, which to some people may think it's a big deal. But to me and people who love theater, it's like the people, those people probably don't think it's a big deal. But I think it's a big deal. The fact that there was dialogue in Cats. Yeah. I mean... I- I couldn't, I literally couldn't laugh. I mean, those first, it was like 10 or 15 minutes and I was gobsmacked and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I watched through the opening number and then I watched Victoria open some door and then I turned it off. Yeah. I think uh, uh, props to the people that made it all the way through, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet that was an experience for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just the CGI in that was it just was bizarre. Isn't there some, there's some word for it. That's like when you're seeing something that you know is not human, but it resembles human at this, like there's some word for it. And I don't remember what it is, but it was very much that, that I was like, something is off here. I'm not yeah. looking at a cat. I'm not looking at a human. I just, 
I'm confused. Because <laughs> I remember telling, who was it? I remember telling someone, like, the makeup in that show is, like, Tony Award winning iconic stuff, and then they go the CGI route for the movie. Yeah. And that, and the, like, back and forth, too. So it kind of also took away some of the dancing because it was, like, weirdly CGI'd. And, yeah. like, you, I want to see them kick their faces, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that movie's just bizarre. And mm. I wasted my time watching it. That'll, that's yeah. 15 minutes I'm never going to get back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Les Mis, speaking of musicals that are completely sung through like cats. Uh, was learning the music for Les Mis harder than you thought it would be? Ooh. Um, yes. Uh, you know, she doesn't have, Cosette doesn't have that much. Um, which makes it easier to focus on. But some of the tunes are so like ingrained in your head Mm -hmm. that when you're actually looking at it on the paper, you're like, oh, I I have such a different idea of what this is or what these harmonies are that you don't notice on Mm -hmm. listening to the album or watching the show. Um, So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, And, and a lot of really high floaty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the Cosette uh, material reminds me of the opening uh, like chunk that Glinda sings in Wicked, like let us speak love, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Total, I feel it's like the same floaty kind of yeah. It's in that same sort of realm. Absolutely. Yeah. Were you familiar with South Pacific before even doing the show the first time? Oh, um, I think I had seen. You know, I had I knew some of the music. And I think I had seen clips of the movie with Mitzi Gaynor and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I wasn't that familiar with the like actual text of it. And uh, now I've done it four times. And so now I'm very, very, very ingrained it. in your head. Yes. And I, it's, you know, it's one of my favorite scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, um, I think it's a beautiful score. And I just, mm-hmm. I love all of the, all of the Nelly stuff, like Wonderful Guy and Cockeyed Optimist, mm-hmm. you know, all of those. Was it easier for you as an actor to play Nelly again, like repeatedly, like when you went from the first time to the second time or there, like the second to the third? Like, like you Yeah, know I mean? you know, it was really interesting. I did it um, first in like a, with an orchestra. And so we had like a few weekends of a run, but it was with an orchestra. And then I went into a full production of it um, and... Uh, so getting to do that back to back, it was very ingrained. And then I did it, uh, also again with an orchestra the third time beginning of 2020. And then I just finished doing it here, in, um, at a new regional theater in New York, uh, as my first production back post pandemic. Oh. So, uh, it's very close to my heart, but also like really interesting to revisit the material mm-hmm. after the two years, yeah. almost, almost, you know, away from it and away from, um, from the piece and performing and doing an eight show week like that, I, I thought my body, oh, we didn't do an eight show week. I'm lying. It was like, it, but it felt like it after mm-hmm. not performing oh, yeah. that heavily. And then, um, after that opening weekend, I thought I was like, my body's dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't do that much, but God. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, welcome back. Oh yeah. I was like my knees. I was like, Oh Lord. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just was exhausted. Yeah. And it took a little bit of that, like, mental stamina that I think we had I had not been exercising you know in in the uh pandemic that yeah. mental capability to be in a rehearsal room and be in a show so it was a wonderful 
I think it was a wonderful gift to have that be the last and the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you picked up right where you left off. Yeah, a little bit, but with hopefully more more knowledge and more understanding as mm-hmm. well, and looking at it in a different light, you know, than yeah. I did before, which I think is a, a very special experience. Yeah. Do you remember, or did you remember a lot of your lyrics and dialogue going into the show, like, as you keep, as you kept doing it, like, oh, I remember this, oh, I re-, like, did you, or do you need to go back and, like, look at, like, the music and the... A script and the score and all that kind of stuff like in rehearsals when you've done it so many times and practically know a lot of it already yeah uh definitely the music i i knew going back into it but um we there was a moment in honey bun uh where our music director because we sang through it all the first day and, and i sing it a lot in concerts too that i do across the country with different orchestras i do a lot of wonderful guy as a you know mm-hmm. one that's licensed to a lot of the orchestras so um a, I tried to like look at it like it was fresh. I didn't ever want to be the person that's like, well, I do it this way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. then that's not fun. And then you're not building something. It changes right. um, every time. Uh, but there was one point in Honey Bun and art music director was like, this is the note. And I was like, are you serious? I have never sung that note in my life. That's embarrassing. It was just one single note in Honey Bun. And I don't mm-hmm. even remember. I think it was at the very beginning. Um and uh so that i was like see there is still more to learn don't yeah i don't want to get too comfortable (laughs) yeah totally what do you love most about doing classics like kiss me kate and guys and dolls yeah um you know i i do i do a lot of them uh because that's where like vocally i really sit into Mm -hmm. um and so vocally there it's my happy place it feels easy and fun so there's that aspect of it that i love um, and I love trying to also modernize these women in some way, yeah. um, looking at it in a more, you know, I, I don't know if that's the right uh, word, but um, looking at it through a modern lens and, you know, understanding the time period for a lot of them, but also, you know, how how they can be messy and they don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they're, they're not they perfect. mistakes not perfect by any means and um and i think that's an easy thing to fall fall into the you know very ingenue yeah of them i remember seeing the um the revival of hello dolly and mm-hmm. kate baldwin um was irene malloy in it oh, that, that's the character name i hope um and I remember watching her going, she's perfectly in the time period. She sounds vocally amazing, but there's this like modern twist to it that she's just slightly more empowered and even the vocal finesse that she gives to things. And I remember sitting with that going, oh, that's, I want to do that. That's really cool. You know? Um, So those little Mm -hmm. examples of that, that I try to, depending on the piece, bring into it. Yeah. So I have heard so many different stories about working at North Shore. So I was wondering what your experience was like performing at North Shore. Yeah, I um, I had a wonderful time there um, doing Oklahoma. It was my very fi- uh, first time working in the round. And oh. Yeah, and that was so much fun. It took a little bit. Yeah, um, it was probably weird was at my- first. Oh, yeah, because it's on a clock system. So you're like, instead of going like, you know, exit left, exit right, you're like, okay, exit 12 versus six. Like, so it's based Mm -hmm. off the clock, um, which makes it really easy. Uh, It's also hard transitioning from like a square or rectangular rehearsal room into the round. Yeah. Um, 
but I had such a, a lovely time. I really enjoyed uh, my cast and uh, and the team as well. And I had not done Oklahoma was the very first show I did when I was 16 years old um, at uh, Musical Theater West, where I did Les Mis. Mm -hmm. And um, so to revisit it that many years later, like was very, very wonderful. Uh, And they were so welcoming. And we, you know, created these new, you know, we were able to create new things together and play around with it. And um, I'm very grateful that they let us play too. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you did it like the sort of like the revival on Broadway that was in the round too. That was in the round. I actually really enjoyed the revival. I went to go see it, you know, cause obviously the regional production at North shore was a very classic version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did love one thing that so silly, but there was a, um, the lift in the stage. So I would change with the dream Lori cause thank goodness mm-hmm. I didn't have to dance the dream ballet. But it was really fun. Those little things like riding the lift up and down in that transition. Mm -hmm. Um, So little things like that, that working in the round. And they treated us really, really well there at North Shore. Um, Yeah. I had a a lovely time. Yeah, I've always wanted to ride on a lift. It's it's slower than you think. (laughs) I was so excited. I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is very slow. (laughs) Yeah. It looks fast in person, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard that one of the best parts about the Oklahoma revival on Broadway was the food they gave out at intermission. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good chili. You know what I loved about, about the revival too. Um, I also wish I could have seen it a second time. I think that would have given me some more perspective too. Cause I'm Mm -hmm. all for like, if we're going to do these revivals, why not mix it up? Like what's, you know, what's the point? Uh, The chili and the cornbread was really, really good. Um, That's what I heard. But I loved I love the orchestration, the bluegrass, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought would be the thing that would take me out of it. But I really, really enjoyed the, you know, the different orchestrations that they did with it. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. And now every time you think of Oklahoma, I don't know about you, but I think Allie Stroker every time now. I know, because I, I think it was during, I think it was it running when we were doing North Shore or there was something that we were watching the Tonys yeah. all together as a cast when she when she won. Yeah. I loved her Ado Annie. Oh yeah. What were some of the main differences between Kiss Me Kate, the Symphony, and the regional show you did? Yes. Um so in the Symphony version, I played Lois Lane. Uh, uh-huh. mostly because I didn't have to dance because <laughs> it was in front of a symphony. So mm-hmm. that made my life easier. Um that was really fun. Um, and then when I did it regionally, I played Kate. Um, and I just, I liked, I liked doing Kate more. Maybe because she has, you know, more to do. And I think yeah. I was a little stressed out the first time I did it. Um, but I really, really enjoyed doing Kate. But we also had a pretty good um, sized orchestra. I mean, not, it's not like a, you know. Yeah, you piece, had like a nice size. It, it sounded, you know, lush and beautiful yeah. um, when I did it regionally in South Carolina. Ah. <laughs> Since you did the Fantastics over 400 times, did it ever get old? Um, <laughs> yes and no. So um, I'm, I love the Fantastics. It's one of my favorite shows. It's what brought me to New York. Actually, after I did Les Mis, the day after it closed um, out in California, is when I get the call 
to, uh, they were like, can you be here next week to come do the Fantastics? And so it's what uh, got me out here to New York, and I've been here ever since. And um, and it's really special because my mom did the show as well in practically the same production. And um, I kind of related, but unrelated. Uh, I was doing a concert out here in New York before I moved here, mm-hmm. and um, I was. We were talking to her. Name's Lisa Livesey. She's done. Uh, Glinda and somebody asked her like how could you leave a show like Wicked yeah. and um she says one night just in the bubble all of a sudden I had this overwhelming feeling like it's time for somebody else to love her and like I just remember that moment and I and it happened during the yeah. Fantastics yeah. I came out on stage and did that and I was sitting there and all of a sudden I went oh it's time for somebody else to love her mm-hmm. and uh you know it's a hard decision to make but I said I'm putting in my notice and uh but I didn't know. They knew at the time that they couldn't tell me that the show was going to close. And I yeah. wish I, I wish they could have told me. And then I would have just stayed with it for those last like three months before it closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was time for somebody else to love her. Yeah. What is something you learned about doing a show in New York when you got to do uh, the day before spring? Yeah. So that was um, at the York, uh, which was amazing I really really um, enjoyed my time there and it's a never done I think this was the first time it was done in full since it's a learner and low piece that's you know Mm -hmm. basically um been put back in the trunk Mm -hmm. and um then there's some beautiful beautiful songs in it that I really really loved and had no familiarity with before that um but it was really it was really fun it was like a it's their musicals in muff in Mufti, I think it's what it's called. Like, so we had somewhat of a costume, but we had yeah. scripts on hand. And um, I, I just, it, getting to work in the city, because that's where I live too, it mm-hmm. makes it so much, you know, easier. Yeah. Um, so just the location of it. But, you know, same as when I came to New York for the Fantastics, it's when it became a, a job, you know, yeah. and that transition was slightly different. Like eight shows a week is not like, all fun and games anymore you know we're going on like little regional contracts and all of that mm-hmm. really was and that wasn't my full-time thing yet and then since fantastics it has been and that's just been a shift in yeah in, you know just perspective of it that oh this is now this is a job yeah <laughs> who is someone that you text the most oh someone i text the most uh my mom <laughs> me and my mom text a lot yeah um same with uh my boyfriend lives in California and so um that and my my best friends if you had a superpower what would it be oh ooh superpower i would love to be able to just like transport places i'd love to just be like suddenly i'm in hawaii you know oh that yeah when you're feeling nice. cold <laughs> you're like mm, it's too cold here <laughs> hawaii blink and it's hawaii <laughs> Do you think you're OCD about anything? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I get very particular uh, about things, even just like life things. Like my bowls have a special order to go in in the cabinet. (laughs) Oh, oh, I love that. Uh, Because I have all mismatched cutlery and Mm -hmm. you know kitchen stuff and so you know the red bowl goes on the bottom then it's the purple one you know yeah would you rather be a contestant on jeopardy or wheel of fortune oh 
Wheel of Fortune, because my trivia is so poor. <laughs> so I don't think I'd probably do well on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Are you one to cry tears of joy easily? Oh, yeah. I, I'm such a crier. If it's good, if it's bad, uh, in, if it's overwhelming, anything, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of the same way, depending on what the situation is. Yeah. Really, it really depends. I mean, yeah, it really depends. It's really got to get me good. Who is a celebrity that you think is overrated? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't... Overrated? Um, oh, I don't know. I have an answer, but I don't know. If it's the Kardashians, you can say it. It's okay. Oh, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, that's an easy one, definitely. <laughs> Although, I'm not going to... Sometimes, you know, you need a little reality television to dull your brain. Yeah. There's a time and place. But. Yeah, that's why I go the Jersey Shore team. I did an interview. I used to watch the Kardashians all the time, but then I, oh, okay. did, then I did an interview with someone who told me some stuff, some behind-the-scenes stuff off of camera and off of uh, recording, yeah. and then I boycotted them, and, oh, I haven't, and I haven't watched them since, and I'm pretty much fully committed to MTV. Yes. I've been I've been rewatching uh, Vanderpump Rules, so I'm uh, it's oh. real it's real low, yeah, <laughs> for the reality television. <gasps> what expensive clothing brand do you wish you? What, what expensive clothing brand do you wish would be more affordable? Oh, Reformation. I buy a lot of dresses. So sorry, the lobby got loud for a second. Um. I buy a lot of, like, my audition and concert dresses, like, secondhand, like, on Mercari or Poshmark for mm-hmm. Reformation dresses, because they're um, so beautiful and wonderful, and sometimes I've splurged and just gotten them off of the site, but mm-hmm. uh, if those were real cheap, that would be so dangerous for me. <laughs> yeah, like, I wish Free People was more affordable. Yeah, but then also part of me, I'm like, I don't have the space for it, so maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you had to lose one of your five senses, which one would you lose? I think, I think smell. Yeah, same. I think, oh, that's a hard one. That's yeah, a hard same. Because I know, yeah, I don't know. What is your favorite foreign accent? Oh, I love like a Welsh accent. I love accents. I think they're amazing and I can get totally dorky about it. And anytime I have to do one, it's really fun. Oh, it's the best. But something like like an amazing really thick scottish accent or welsh you know yeah i can't awesome. do, i can't do a scottish accent i can kind of do a british one but i'm saving it for the day that i hopefully could either put play possibly mary poppins at disney world yes i love mary poppins i would love because i would love to play mary poppins at disney just because you could just do a fun accent all day long absolutely like what's more fun than that and you're mary poppins yeah you know hey if only you could fly <laughs> Point ahead, Mary Poppins fly. That's something I've always I've never had to fly on stage, and that's something I totally would love to do. I want to like fly. Ashley Brown did. <laughs> Ashley Brown, who did my podcast, the original Mary Poppins. Yeah, she has stories, and they're in my ep- episode with her. They're, she okay, told yay. me some. She told me some real good stories about flying. Oh, I have to go listen to it because I love that, and I think she's wonderful. I love her voice. Mm-hmm. Her is Mary Poppins. I it was oh. before my time. I was like five or six or so. I was I was when young. It, yeah, I was really little, so I didn't have a chance to see her. But 
her and There's Gavin Lee. Yeah. Somewhere floating around. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to, yeah, I have to look. And what is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? Ooh, a fun fact. Oh, see, I love fun facts, and now I'm coming up totally blank. Um, and I, just FYI, I have gotten everything from I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to I have a birthmark on my pinky to I'm going through menopause. So it can be really anything. Amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm double jointed, so my arms are weird and do that. Oh, mine are too. Of, Yes. Yeah, both of them. And I don't know. They both, yeah, can look real weird. Yeah. Kind of a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I've been speaking with actress Madison Claire Parks. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with TV host and model Princess Carol.